Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Think to Freedom Podcast, where we inspire individuals to use their minds to achieve greatness. We sit down with other entrepreneurs and professionals to give insight on business and personal development. This podcast is sponsored by Red Barn Cajun Crawfish. Red Barn is home to the best tasting seafood, specializing in crawfish, shrimp, and crab. Feel free to visit us online at www.redbarncajuncrawfish.com. Red Barn, we season the meat you eat, not the shells you throw at your feet. Yes! Now here's your host, Darius Spells. Hello world, what's going on? Your truly Darius Spells in the building again today. I want to think the Freedom Podcast, and today I got a special guest with me in the building with me today. Today is a special day. I got Mr. Brian Wilson in the building with me today. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Mr. Darius? How you doing, brother? Man, I can't complain. Man, I'm good today. How you doing? Hey, bro, I'm proud of you, bro. What you got going, man? Man, I appreciate you. For sure. Just trying to set my mark, you know, for the people. For sure, bro. Putting the message out there. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good, man. I, I got to go on wax and let you know. I am very grateful for our relationship. For sure, bro. Start off as my professor at Wiley. Yeah. End up being my big brother. Yeah. Yeah, so I yeah. got to tell you, man, I appreciate you. Hey, man, I appreciate that, bro. I was just being me, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And reaching out to other young brothers. Look at us, bro. We on this podcast together now. On the podcast. That's crazy. Ooh, time be flying, don't <laughs> time it? Time be flying, bro. <laughs> hey, man, I ain't even had kids when I was teaching. My kids didn't even know I was a teacher to the day. Really? When I told them who I was coming to see, my oldest said to me, Dad, I ain't even know you, you was a teacher in school. I said, man, you know what? You right. I ain't even told you about what <laughs> I've done, bro, in the past. Like, that's crazy, bro. You right, man. I got a lot to tell you, dog. Oh, man. That's, that's a, crazy, bro. That's wild. Yeah, it is. We're going to talk about the message today. For sure, man. So everybody who do not know Mr. Brian Wilson, Mr. Wilson, let the people know who you are and what you do. All right, man. Well, I'm a pastor. I'm pastor here at local in Shreveport at Galilee Missionary Baptist Church. Man, I've been preaching about uh, 21 years, been pastoring about 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I'm just, you know, doing that, doing the full-time ministry, taking care of my children and my wife, bro. Gotcha. Yes, sir. Busy job. It is busy, bro. Being a pastor and a husband. Yeah, bro. And a father. And a father. That's a lot. It's a lot, bro. It's yeah. It's a whole lot, brother. But we make it, though. We make it. I'm here. Yeah. I'm winning the day. I'm here. Exactly. So, we in the building today. We going to talk. We got a message out here for the men. Yeah. You really blessed my spirit when you hit my line. We're like, bro, let's, we need to put it on wax. I'm like, you know what, big bro? You right. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about it today. All right. Let's talk, bro. You want me to start it off? Yeah, I want you to kick it off. I'm firing right. off for you today. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, man, I, I, um, man, I got up Saturday morning, man. I just had this strong, strong conviction, man, as a man to just open up about my struggles. Mm-hmm. And man, I and I started thinking about you know how us as men how we suffer in silence. So I kind of understood 
what I was going through, I man, I was suffering in silence as a man. And I had already seen the Kevin Gates interview that he did about his mental health and contemplating suicide. And that interview, man, kind of showed me that I wasn't by myself as a man because he talked about suffering in silence. He just talked about how as men, man, we, we literally walk around with the weight of the world on our shoulders. We're traumatized from childhood even to now. Um, but then at the same time, we got this social construct in our mind to say we ain't, men ain't supposed to cry. So now how do you deal with the hurt that you feel as a man and deal with the social expectation that you're supposed to always be strong? So I like, how can you be a symbol of strength and suffering at the same time? And that was that's 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 my constant struggle. But nevertheless, man, so I decided to reach out to you because I didn't want to suffer in silence anymore. And so then when you and I started talking, and um, I put some on my Facebook page, and a lot of other men reached out to me. And, man, so we're here today. I just wanted to reach out to the men that might be listening today and talk to us about our mental health yeah. and the importance of us not suffering in silence, but having the conversations, even if it makes our family members and the people around us uncomfortable. Like I know I probably may, I might've made you uncomfortable, but I had to get it off my chest yeah. and I felt safe with sharing it with you because I understood there are some people that I share this with, they don't know how to receive it, especially, bro, in the church. Yeah. We struggle with dealing with realities like depression, suicidal thoughts, um, homosexuality. Like those are the things we try to stay away from. When everybody in there is probably hurting from something and we all suffering in silence. So, man, I felt like it was time for us as men to start talking, man. Yeah. Um, admitting what our weaknesses are, if that's what we need to do, to let the other man know that's sitting next to us, hey, you're not by yourself. And so I understood that, man. And honestly, man, I've felt so much better these past couple of days since I've opened up like that. It's almost like I felt like the veil is 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 removed from my life now. Yeah, like you know, no longer do they see me. I mean, they probably, I'm sure they still see me as pastor, but I'm almost sure they saw me as perfect, too. Yeah. No longer they don't see me as perfect. Now they really see me as another person because I am, bro. Yeah. And uh, I'm a pastor, and I'm talking about I've been depressed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every day is a day to try to stay out that hole. Every day. If I know, I know if I could put one foot in front of the other and I can get out the house and stay out of it as long as possible until I need to come back home from the end of the day then I literally warn the day because if I go back there, I'm going to end up sleeping the rest of the day through or something like that, doing something lazy because of the depression, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and, and, and the down mood, man. So man, I just want to encourage other brothers and talk about my struggle with it that I go through every day to let somebody – I went and got help. And even with the help, I got to I got to, I got to use the help every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I went and got help, and it has helped. It ain't stopped life from throwing curveballs at me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it has um, given me a rational thought process so I won't jump off that ledge anymore, do something irrational. You know what I'm saying? That I can't come back from. Gotcha. So, um, man, I just wanted to, they say men don't talk, so I wanted to start the conversation about men suffering in silence in our mental health, bro. Man, so when you had called on Saturday... It was, it was to, to me personally, it was big. I was like, at first I was like, man, 
Like, okay. But I was un- I understood it because I was like, I've suffered from inside before. Mm. Being a coming up single household, different things that I went through as being a young as a young man and growing up and being a black man, especially coming up now, it's a lot on our shoulders. Tremendous. Like it's so easy to get in to fall by the wayside. And I realized like just coming up in my particular journey, the odds are already stacked up against us. Absolutely. From, you know, the legal standpoint. Right. Uh dealing with if you if you got a child out of wedlock. Right. Yeah, dealing with the, the baby mama drama. Dealing with right? that the courts. Court system. Yeah. Trying to pay your PO. All that. Stay out of jail. All that. Yeah, bro. Trying to work, make a living. Yeah. Barely making it. Right. Then you picking up the phone, social media, you see all this glitz and glamour. Right. Feeling like you ain't doing enough. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot, bro. It's a lot. And definitely people see a man cry, they kind of feel like you're weak. And then it's not too many guy friends that I have that you I can be like, how you call me? And really talk about it. Most men don't want to talk about it. We really don't talk. Like, we can literally be like, man, what's going on, bro? What's happening? Man, is everything all good? And But in reality, it ain't all good. It ain't all good, bro. We literally somehow block all that out of what we're going through mentally when we're talking to each other. Let me ask you a quick. Do you think with us blocking it out like that, do people be our real friend? Man, that's a good question. You're saying, like, are they our real friends because we can't really feel comfortable enough to share that with them? Yes. I think some of it, like for me, it was just personal shame. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I, the crazy thing is, though, I will say this. When I started opening up to like my family, some of my homies, they didn't know how to deal with it because yep. of the stigmatism that came with it. And now, yo, boy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's dealing with it. How do you, how do you, now, now you got to redefine for yourself what you thought people with mental illnesses and, and dealing with mental health issues, what they look like. Yeah. Because you thought one way, but now this your boy that's dealing with it. You going to, you going to call me on um, my elevator. Don't go to the top. When we've been, li- we've been together all our life and you know, it go to the top. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You got your family. Of course they adore you. Right. Yeah. So this is what happened to my adorable one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so my family and my friends, they didn't know what to do with it. And I think every day is a learning process of them trying to learn, you know what I'm saying? How to deal. How, how to deal with me and and what I'm going through and also my um, willingness to be open about it. They don't always want to talk about that. Yeah. Even, even my spouse, bro, has that's a that's it's been difficult yeah. for even my spouse to understand where I am. And that's not her fault at all. But what I learned from it, bro, is that you know, even though other people might be responsible for our hurt, whether it's unfair or not, I'm responsible for my healing. True. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they hurt me. Yeah, I got all of this trauma. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, I'm responsible for my healing because they ain't going to get it. Nope. They ain't going to give it. They don't care. That's, that's another thing I learned, bro. People in the world are cruel, bro, and it's everywhere you go. True. You can't get away from cruel people. So I'm learning, bro, protect my energy. Feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
protect my energy. Like, if I know how you are, I ain't really trying to be around you. No. Not no more. I used to feel like I had to be around you, right? That was my obligation. Trying to keep it real. Yeah, but now, nah. If your energy and my energy ain't mixing, I'm just staying away from you. You can call it whatever you want to, but I'm I'm going to control my space. Yeah. I struggled with that a long time. Yeah. Especially doing like DJing, trying to keep it real. And I definitely struggled with that. It took me, I almost felt guilty. Yeah. Like, because a lot of people who I used to be around, not around no more. Yeah. I can see them. We'd be able to be cool. But I, that elevation, that separation, it's real. It's real, bro. And that really stops. I had to learn. That really stops your elevation if you don't separate sometimes. Right. Because. Absolutely. I've learned everybody can't go. Right. They ain't thinking like you thinking. No. Nope. And I feel that's bad a, about that. That's a, that's that's another thing that's so that's so amazing about this thing, bro, is yeah. People around you, they ain't thinking like you see it. Yeah. For real. Yeah, bro. Absolutely. It really and it really tell you down as a man. It does. Like, bro, play with your ego. Right. Play with your mental. Right. Just be like But you really have to get up. You gotta do a lot of praying. A lot of praying, bro. I think that's another thing I learned, bro. Like, the spiritual part, I ain't going to lie to you. I had a rough little spot, bro, where I kind of struggled with that. Because life wasn't necessarily panning out to be what I I thought it would be. And then you talk about how God works in these situations. And some of the time, it's unbiblical. When we talking about, about how God works. And so when I started learning, like, yo, hey, God ain't going to always swoop down and get rid of all your enemies. That's what I was taught, right? Yeah. They don't happen like that, bro. No. Why you think it was taught like that to us? Man, I think I think they taught us like that because that's what they needed to do to cope with whatever their realities are. So, man, here's what I believe, bro. I believe the generation, uh, my mom's generation, my father's generation, mm-hmm. yeah, they they learn to live with unhappiness. Man, that's deep. That's deep. As you still think about it, like, yeah. A lot of the old people, a lot of, they just dealt with it. And, like, and it definitely just kind of trickled on down. And, and then they say, because that's what God wants me to do, be still. Nah, that ain't, ain't what he wants you to do. Why do people say that all the time, bro? Because when you put it on God, you ain't got you ain't got no responsibility to make a choice or a decision. Damn, that's real. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, I ain't got to do nothing now. I'm put it on God. Yeah, yes you do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm learning. Yes you do. And then sometimes, what you aiming for, that you think might be God inspired, might be you inspired. It might be your ambition and not God. That's another thing that becomes difficult for a man, though. It's, man, because if you didn't have a father, you really don't. Every day you're trying to learn how to be a man. True. You really don't know. First of all, what is a man, right? True. Everybody got a different definition of that. True. So you're trying to define for yourself what is a man, and you know what, what some people traditionally say. 
But you don't really know how to get there if you ain't never saw it before. True. You feel what I'm saying? I dealt with that. Yeah. Coming in from a single parent home, like I knew I had a pops, but I never really had a relationship with my dad. It always been my mama, then my uncles. I it was my granddaddy before he passed when I was twelve, so I was still young, so I was still growing up. So I had to learn how to be a man, really, just about just being around other people, other guys, just seeing and that's really how I really learned. Honestly, if I sit back and think, cause like a lot of my uncles, they ain't really talk to me about it. Every now and then they might say something, but they ain't really say nothing. I really had to really learn. I ain't going to say from the street because I ain't from the streets, but I had to learn in the streets. Right. So, and I just not came, and I just not came to the point to where I, I was like, well, my pop was never around, but I don't really, I don't really charge it to him no more about that. Yeah. I took it upon myself. To find his number and call him. Wow! Like I recently did, did that last year. This year I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually go put my eyes on him. I uh-huh. got a whole grandmama still alive, and I ain't never seen him. What? Never seen him. See, that's 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 the trauma I'm talking about, though, bro. That you carry it around every day and not even know it. I didn't. But after I made that phone call, I I honestly had a re- a relief off of me. When I made that call, like, even if I'm at peace, like, even if he ain't want to talk to me, which is cool, I feel like I did my part. Right, absolutely. And after that, I was like, man, I told my wife, they're like, man, you know, I called her. I even told my mom, I said, hey, no, I called my dad. She like, what? I'm like, yeah, now nah, I give it to her. She ain't never be like the one, man, don't call. Now, she ain't really fool with him, but she ain't never. Bash her. Not, she ain't never bash That's her. Good, yeah. She ain't never neglect me. If I wanted to do it, she let me do it on my own. Yeah, yeah. So I like I said I just and I know it's other cats that they like ain't never had no pops like bro like it really do something to you absolutely when you sit there and really and really think about it and really be like bro like man I really ain't never I really ain't know like man I really just learned just yeah, just bro. learned on the fly learned on the fly For absolutely real. that's that's what a lot of us black black men that's what we doing learning on the fly thing is bro you dam we damaging. And making some mistakes while we learning on the fly. You know what I'm saying? I, I, for, for instance, bro, when it comes to my children, I'm learning how to be a father every day. But I tell you what I'm really learning, I just started to learn that a father, it's okay for a father to be a nurturer to his children. He don't just have to be the disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. So I had to start, I, I, I had, I'm making a conscious decision presently. To start nurturing my kids more. My sons, bro. Yeah. To start nurturing them because I had, I, I asked myself, what type of young men do I want my sons to be? Do I want them to walk around with the chip on their shoulder from growing up in the hood? Whether they gangbang or not, it's a chip that you walk around on your shoulder because that's what you had to do to survive. Yeah. Even if you wasn't a part of the game. Yeah. Either you walk around with a chip, look a certain kind of way, or you was going to get jumped. You could just be a kid going to the bus stop. You could just be at your school. That's a fact. But if you was around, you was around, our, we was around our people, yeah. It was definitely bullying going Absolutely. on when I was coming yeah. up. Definitely, you, you, boy, was, yes. it definitely went Absolutely, down. Absolutely, bro. And you ain't, and us as kids, we ain't talk about it. 
can't go talk to me. Oh, you snitching? Or you can't talk to nobody about it. Man, that's a fact. And I saw it every day. Yes. I was just one of the one that was, I played ball. Yeah. That's kind of was like, you know. Right. Oh, that boy, that Gives you a pass, right. <laughs> right. And that's Being how like. athlete gave you a pass. Man, it definitely did. That's what gave me a pass going to different hoods. That's why I know people from every different Motown, City Grove, Cooper Road. Yep. Oh, that boy played. That was my. Yep. Everybody didn't get that, though. I definitely right. seen. I mean, it's a guy. I'll never forget this in high school. I forgot my boy's name. But, man, they picked on my boys so so tough. Somebody peed in a Pepsi bottle, gave it to him, and this man drunk it, man. Oh, bro. I'll never forget that. Oh, bro. They talked about him so bad he had to transfer go to, and went to Southwood. Wow. I forgot wow, my boy's name. I hope he's doing good. I, be I was like, about to say, man, I wonder. I would love to talk to him today. Yes. Just see where he is. Good man, I'm telling you, I remember like it was yesterday. That happened over 15 years ago. He remember too, bro. I know he do. Bruh, can you imagine? Bruh, that's the trauma I'm talking about. He'll never say that, though. Probably won't. I know he probably ain't. If if you was in the room talking, he would never stand up. That's that suffering and silence. Man, when you said that, it hit me deep. I was like, man, we really do suffer in silence, bro. We don't say nothing. And we really will be in there with our friends and our partners. Something can be going on. Yes, bro. And don't say a word. A word, bro. Y'all could y'all could literally go to the bar, have drinks, and you literally contemplating. Suicide while y'all having drinks and and they don't even recognize nothing different. But when you get by yourself, it oh buddy, hit you all at one time. Ooh, them thoughts start racing in your mind, bro, Bruh. It's I, I say that to say, man, and I've recognized y'all. This is my son right here, so it's all good. We talking about that yeah. nurturer, so this is an example of that, right? It's all good. We yeah. live and direct, yeah. man. I need you to go sit down over there for me, okay? And I talk. Love you. So, yeah, but, yeah, man, it's it's just crazy, the trauma, man, that we carry around, bro. But let's talk about marriage, though, and me, relationships. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's tough. Yeah, bro. It's tough. I ain't going to lie. I've been married with this year. It's going to go on five years, I think, four, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. What is it, 22? Yep, five. Yeah. I'm going to be five in. It ain't easy. It ain't easy, bro. Man, by a long shot. Bro, nobody could have ever told me. Nope. And staying together and staying married is not easy, bro. It ain't. It's not anything that happened literally. Something happened today. Change it up. <laughs> Y'all walked out the house cool with each other, and something literally can happen today, man. That sucker on the rocks again. On the rock. <laughs> Just like that, bro. It can be shaky. Yeah, bro, yes. I'm talking about shaky, shaky. Yes. You be like, you be in there, be like, bro. Man, what if I just be like, F it. You really feel like that sometimes. Yes, bro. Especially if you ain't, because see, this ain't no knock on the women, man. But how many how many women actually encourage their man? Like, baby, you're doing a good job. I'm sure some. It's some. Ain't a whole lot, bro. I'll tell you what I did for the first time yesterday, man. I literally gave myself a pat on the back. 
It felt good, bro. And I said to myself, I need to do that more often. Literally say, bro, you did a good job today. Yeah. I was like, dang. Like, it just felt good doing that. I'm coming to the end of my day. I did a good job because I, I took care of my responsibilities today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Good job. Because that ain't easy. It ain't. It ain't easy. Because in the marriage of the man, everything going to fall down on you. You got to get it all, brother. It's something, all on you, bro. Because something happened, something slipping, something late, what it's we, we, we going to do? It's all on you. And if you ain't got the answer, oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> don't say you don't have the answer. Don't say you don't know. Oh, buddy. Better figure it out. Buddy. They going to let you know. Offhand. Offhand. They going to let you know, bro. Hey, that ain't it. So let me ask you a question. What's your biggest gem to help people that's in marriage? Man, shoot. I need help myself. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I think the, the 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 biggest gem, bro, for me has been recently, man, it's just open communication, bro. And I know you hear that a lot, right? Yeah. But I'm saying the stuff that I feel on the inside, the deepest Feelings, bro. I share it with her whether she want to hear it or not. She might, and I know when she don't want to hear it because she'll just, you know, just look at me. Go yeah. sit back down, bro. Go sit back down. But so you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I I I share even the deepest thoughts with her, bro. And uh, I acknowledge all the stuff I've done wrong. I've acknowledged the hurt that I've caused her. And I acknowledge, I try to acknowledge that as much as I can, even when I'm talking about my own hurt. Like, you know what? I know I'm talking about my hurt, but I've done that to you. Yeah. Because I was talking the other day, and I was like, uh, man, abuse is real, but it don't have to be physical. Men and, men and women abuse each other in relationships, physically and emotionally. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Physically and emotionally, and we don't even know it. We're just saying mean stuff to each other, but that was really abuse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Going both ways. Definitely. Yeah, and so I've had to, as I discover more and more, when I discover more and more about myself and I see, okay, I was wrong about that, I go to her and I say, yo, you know what I've been thinking? I ain't even recognized that I verbally abused you. I ain't even recognize that I've emotionally abused you. I'm sorry. I ain't even know that's what I was doing. Because I thought that's the way you're supposed to communicate. Because in my house, that's, I mean, it was always up here. Yeah. You know, I was raised by a single mother that was pissed off that she had to raise two boys by herself. And she was physically handicapped. So not only can I not walk and I'm depending on people to get me to the bathroom and do the little things, but I got two boys that I got to raise by myself and my job and put me on retirement because they think I'm a liability because I'll be falling. That's the mother that raised me, bro. That's different. That's the mama that raised me. She couldn't go to work because her job said, no, you keep falling on this job. Feel what I'm saying, man? When she died, bro, I saw, uh, you know, you get all the information. I said, dang, man, my mama raised us on like $15,000 a year. 
I had no idea. Because I never knew that. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And I'm like, dang, man, my mama really went through the struggle. Like her, her job, her life really, that disability really changed her life. So I understood some of the whoopings I got. It wasn't about what I did. It was about what she was going through. Mental health, though, there it is again. That wasn't even a phrase, though, when she was living. That's just, man, your mama don't play. That's what we call that. Back in the day. We call that your mama don't play. Yep. (laughs) Not knowing that that becomes our form of communication to to our spouses and our the people we in relationship with. And even the people that we just... Go through every day. Brennan, go sit down, brother, please. Go sit down. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. literally, bro, um, these things affect us, and we don't even recognize it becomes a part of our fabric, man. So once I started learning, my communication comes from, you know, what I saw in my home, which is no knock on her at all. Yeah. No knock on her. I just, I just gave you a whole lot of reasons to be upset. <laughs> for her to be upset yeah. and feel like life is unfair to her. You feel what I'm saying? I got to raise these two boys and I can't walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, man? I used to have to, I used to have to help my mama to the bathroom, bro. I used to have to go pick her up off the floor at one or two or three o'clock in the morning. She yelling, Brian, come pick me up. I, I failed trying to get to the bathroom. That was, that's this little boy had to do that. Then go back to his room and cry and his heart out, asking God, why my mama like that? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Then I grew to actually be so proud that I wanted everybody in high school, yo, that's my mama right there. Yeah. She cooler than a fan. She in a wheelchair. And, man, I'm proud, man. That's my mama, bro. She cool. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I grew to that to the point where, hey, man, I love my mama. Senior night, I told her, if I got to pick that wheelchair up and put it on the field. I'm going to do it. You're going to roll alongside me. Yeah, this you too. (laughs) (laughs) We for the live this moment. Man, the security guards picked her up, put that wheelchair on on that football field, and we walked across that thing together on senior night, and she rolled. Yeah. Proud, bro. Proud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying all that to say, though, all of that stuff is traumatizing. And it comes out in your adulthood as a man, in your relationships and how you understand stuff, how you interact with people, how you understand the world, the lens that you see the world in. All of that come, all of that was traumatizing. Gotcha. All of that was traumatizing. But that ain't my trauma. Everybody got that story. You just say trauma, and everybody, every man got a, can fill in the blanks with their own story. With something. With something, bro. That to this day, is a part of their fabric. And it happened when they were children. That's true, though. Yeah, bro. That's true. We just, we've been talking about it right now. Stuff we talking about happened when we were young. Yes, bro. And we yeah. way older now. Yes, bro. Yes. So... I want to talk about especially people my age. A lot of people my age don't go to church no more. Like talking about correct, right? Man, 
I understand both sides of the fence. Right. On why some choose to go, some choose not to go. Right. I guess my point of view is how do you feel about it with the young people? Because now, even when I go to go to church now, I feel like I'm just going to go. I feel as if, I don't know all churches because I don't go to all churches, but I feel like majority of churches are low-key dying. Absolutely. Because you going to church now, everybody of age, older, 50, 60, 70, you don't see too many. You ain't gonna see their kids. No. <laughs> Their children are grown now and they're not coming back to that church. Nope. No. Not at all. They ain't stepping back in that church unless a mama died or daddy died, but they ain't going back in there. That's for no man, service. That's a fact. Yeah. And I see it all the time. I'm like, but I understand though. I do. I do too. I'm like, because it. <sighs> It be a lot of two-faced stuff a lot of times. It be, I ain't going to say two-faced. I'm going to say it's a lot of judgment. Right. Like, a lot of people look down on a lot of things because I feel like it, it's not the same how it was back in the day. Right. It's a new, it's a new day. It's a new age. It's a, we're not the same. Right. And I don't feel like sometimes we are not able to express that because of tradition, what, we, what Big Mama used to do. I love Big Mama, but we don't do it like that no more, Big Mama. Now, I don't feel like they only did what they did because that's what they knew. Right. But you know, and I feel like a lot of youngsters get a lot of slack from the older generation because, like, a lot of older cats don't really like to embrace the youngins. Right. I be feeling some type of way about that. Yeah. I don't fell out with a couple like man, like you really hate. Oh, why you feel that type of way? I'm not a bad person. I just have a different view from you. But how do you feel about that? Man, I would say this. Believe it or not, the young pastor's experience is the same as the people in this genera- in this generation when it comes to the church. Same struggles y'all have with other generations, we got them same struggles. We feel the same way, bro. It's an everyday struggle because one thing I've noticed, bro, is my generation, as soon as they got out of high school and they could make a choice, on going to church or not, they have chose not to go to church. That's a lot of them. Yeah. Or if they go, they ain't going back to the one they were reared in. True. Something so traumatic and so controlling and so oppressive happened to them there that, man, as soon as they can fly out the nest. They gone. Brother, they gone. I think the church has to ask herself, what have we done? Gotcha. I don't even think we should be talking about the people that don't go. I think we need to be talking about ourselves. We need to be having roundtables about the the errors we've made as church people. Gotcha. We do not need to be sitting around talking about how we're going to get young adults in the church because they ain't going to come based on what no, no program that you got going. Mm-hmm. If you want to get young adults in the church, you got to change the culture of the church. The only way the culture of the church can change is if the people that control the culture, that are part of the culture, change. True. And if they ain't willing to change, then the culture ain't going to change. And the generations that's younger aren't going to come back. So you're exactly right. Many churches are dying. And until 
we deal with us. That's exactly where we headed, bro. It's that simple. Yeah. It's that simple, bro. See, I can't talk about depression at the church. Yeah. But that's a real emotion. That's a real feeling. I can't talk about suffering from suicidal ideations at times in my life. I can't talk about that, bro. The the, the, the person that's dealing with homosexuality, they can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. A dude reached out to me, man. Um, I'm in my, in my counseling class, and um, he reached out after class. He said, man, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I go to church. He says, I'm gay, and I don't want to be. I said, what you mean, man? He said, he said the same temptations you have towards other women, even though you married. That's the same temptation I have towards me. Even though I might be with my girlfriend. I was like, whoa. That's deep. Oh, brother, because you called me and said you didn't even want to be like this, which lets me know. So you, so I can relate in that I do things I don't want to do. That's how I can relate to him. And I said, well, bro, wow. I ain't know that's how you processed it. But he could have came to someone else in the church and got a totally different response, bro, that would have sent him away feeling even worse. I ain't have no answers for him other than, bro, know that you can call me anytime. And it's no judgment zone. That's the only answer I got. I'm not fit to read him no scriptures. He knows those already. Yeah. I'm not fit to tell him to pray because now I'm assuming that he ain't been praying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's an insult to him. Yeah. Maybe I've already been praying. Right. And if somebody tell you, just pray about it. Bro, that's the worst. That makes me mad. When I'm talking to somebody and, they be, and I'm talking about something and they say, just pray about it. What you think I've been doing? Yeah. <laughs> I need that's some a, practical advice right now. That's a fact. Yeah. Man, just pray about it. What? Yeah. I've been doing that. Yeah, that's what that's our answer. That's our answer as the church to stuff that we don't want to deal with. Just pray about it. The Lord gonna the Lord gonna take care of it. Just pray about it. Yeah. See, there ain't no practical with that though. Um, what do I do with that? What do I do with that? Yeah. Feel what I'm saying? Man, so I think, bro, as the church, since I'm a part of it, our questions should not be towards y'all. Our questions and criticisms criticisms should be towards ourselves. Gotcha. If we did what we were supposed to do, we wouldn't even be talking about this. If we were who we supposed to be, we wouldn't be talking about this. I would have never said you can't come to the church about your depression because you're going to get judged. You're going to get some, that's the enemy. When depression can actually be a part of family history. What I discovered, man, it was part of my family history. My aunt just passed away and that's, that's the state she was in when she passed away. This was, this was during, this was maybe like last year. Feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my aunt passed away. And she was in a nursing home for depression. 
I've had I've seen some of my older cousins fall apart like that. And I'm saying, whoa. It's in my family history, which means the stuff I couldn't explain about why I wake up sometime and feel like a dark cloud over my head, yeah. it ain't necessarily always got to do with circumstances. It's a part of my gene pool. Yeah. We have a family history of this. Just like we got a family history of high blood pressure. That's why you're dealing with it. You feel what I'm saying? Just like we got a we got a, we, you know, we got um a family history maybe of alcoholism. That's why you're trying to fight it now as a young adult. We might have a family history of going to jail. That's why you're trying to stay out. And you find it hard to get out. Yeah. It's 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 this family history. And sometimes we just say it's the enemy and it's family history, man. The whole time. Yeah, what are you talking about? Just like cancer or any of that other stuff. Yeah. Mental health ain't no different than physical health. Sometimes you got to take some medicine for your physical health. Sometimes you got to take some medicine for your mental health. Yeah. For real. And that don't mean you're crazy. That just means you're trying to get back to a place of wholeness. You know when you ain't who you used to be. And you're trying to get back to that person. And that medication may help you get there. I've seen people off their medication. And bro, they, they are maniacs. On their medication, they can walk in here right now and hold a decent job in a conversation with you. Just like that. That's how much of a difference that medicine for mental health can make a difference. <coughs> that's right. That's real, though. Yeah, that's, and that's for anybody they're struggling with their part of mental health as a man. You looking at somebody, bro. I ain't crying right now. I'm just coughing because my throat dry. But you looking at somebody, yo. I've had to go that route, and it helped. Help. <coughs> it helped big time. Yeah. It helped big time, brother. Big time. Man, that's deep. Cause my wife owns a um, mental health. Uh, wow. And. Uh, Mental health is real. Yeah. Definitely real. Right. Like, I've seen people who be off the hinge if they're not on their meds. Absolutely, bro. Man, that's real. Yep. And it might just be, man, you're just so anxious. Man, listen. Bro, it used to take me probably 30 minutes to come out of the office and go to the pulpit and preach every Sunday. I used to wake up on Sunday mornings, bro. My stomach would be hurting so bad, bro. I'm talking about bad. Like, almost like I'm fit to call and let them know I can't come today. That's how sick I was in my stomach, bro. <coughs> I thought it was just me being scared and not having no faith. What I learned is, man, I had anxiety. That was that's your anxiety, man. Every time you, you know, you're about to do something, you know that every time you're about to, about to do something that's meaningful and, you know what I'm saying, it means a lot to you, you get anxious. Yeah. That's why I'm like, whoa. Now it's a lot better for me to manage now, right? Because yeah. now I understand. And I ain't beating myself up no more. Like, man, when am I going to get past being nervous? Now I understand, man, it's anxiety. I got to live with it and learn how to manage. It's just that simple. And 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 the doctors and my my therapist, 
have given me the tools to manage it for the rest of my life. It ain't going to disappear. I can't pray it away. It's going to be an everyday struggle, but they gave me the tools to manage it every day. I just got to use them. Yeah. Life is about managing, bro, not about getting stuff to disappear, bro. It's about managing. Learning how to deal. Just learning how to manage it, yep. Man, that's big. Yeah, bro. I hope somebody got somebody that's, it was a good message. Man, I hope somebody did too, man. I just shared all my business with y'all. Hope oh, it, yeah. Hope it helped. Hey, <laughs> one thing we, we, had, we had talked about on Saturday. Oh, uh, what we said, what we said. Oh, I remember. We said, the Bible really gangster. It's really a book of correction. Yep. Like when I was younger, I didn't really read. I read, you know, read the like the popular scriptures. As I got older, though, like man, nobody was perfect in the Bible. Nobody, bro. Damn, man, they was seriously having some issues too, right? I mean, everything. <laughs> so for for real, for real problems. You saw you you even see mental health in the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> you see that, bro. It's crazy. I almost feel like, and this might be just my uh, counseling, training, and school in me. I see everything now out of the lens of mental health. Every person now. When I encounter them, I see it out of the lens of mental health. I think it really drives our behavior as people. And our behavior dictates what type of world we live in. So maybe all of life does center around mental behavior. That's a good, good way of thinking it. I mean, everything Violence. we do is something we thought about. Violence. Thought about it. Mental behavior. Domestic violence. All that. Yeah. Stress. Thought about it. Yeah. Leaving a job. Thought about it. Yeah. All that, bro. Cheating. Thought about it. <laughs> all that. Pornography. Thought about it. Bro, I'm just naming real stuff. That's deep. Real men struggle with fellas. Every day. Every day. And it's time for us to have those type of conversations. Yeah, because we deal with it. Yeah. It's time for us to have those type of conversations. Yeah. So we won't go over the edge. Yeah. Because uh, I just seen Regina King's son just killed this. Yeah, bro. Committed suicide. Yeah. That's why I thought was crazy. I was like, yo. I've been on this the past few days and look at what just came across my YouTube. I yeah. was like, whoa, because she got to live with that because it's done. Yeah. It's done. You feel what I'm saying? That's her mental health. Yeah, it's done. And everybody else in that family and friends. Everybody. Think about that, bro. That's that's deep. I, I, before I leave, bro, I got to tell the man this, though. Pat yourself on the back, bro. You are a good father. You are a good husband. You are a good co-worker. You doing it. You getting it. Pat yourself on the back. If yeah. ain't nobody else told you you doing a good job, I'm telling you today, from brother to brother, you doing a good job. Yeah. You are doing a good job. Keep doing what you're doing. 
and know you're not alone, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You ain't weak. You human, and you got the courage and the strength to talk about it. Yeah. It took me, bro. It took me forever, bro, to get to this point. I'm so happy, bro, I could talk about my my mental health struggles, bro. It yeah. literally has given me life, bro. It literally has given me purpose. Yeah. I ain't lying. And, bro, it's been on my heart. I've just been so ashamed. That shame brought me to tears, bro. I ain't want to be seen as this strong dude. I ain't, man. I'm just another man, bro. I'm literally trying to make it day by day. And day it was, by day. It was, I was just, it was time for me to tell the, the public that as a preacher, yep. I'm struggling, yo. This preacher struggles every day. Yeah. I know you probably, everybody struggles, but I know it'd be a lot on your shoulders. Just... <laughs> Come behind in the seat that you sitting in. Oh, you can't. And yeah, not, not and oh yeah, that that's a whole. That's another podcast. All right, yeah. that that whole yeah, that's a conversation for another day. Because you're absolutely right, bro. That that I can I can take a whole another podcast and just talk about. You know what I'm saying? Um, following behind somebody, you know, of significance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I can definitely talk about that. But man, I, I think the 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 uh, that 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 has definitely been a that has definitely contributed to some of those thoughts I had, bro, about my unworthiness. Gotcha. Especially when you got people coming up to you saying you ain't like him. You just don't do it like he do it. That's hurtful, bro. Yeah. You thought you was doing a good. You thought the way you did it though was pretty good. A one. <laughs> And then, nah, they just told you after you got through doing it, you ain't like him. You don't bring it like he brought it. Dang. What? What are you supposed to do with that? Now, this on top of, and then you got to go home to your kids like mine right now that don't listen to you. <laughs> so, now, so now you done went from your job where you had nobody listening to you yeah. as a man. Then you go to your home. They ain't listening to you either. Oh, brother. I'm I, I done blew a top. I done blew my top now. As a matter of fact, I'm finna put the hammer down on these kids just so I can feel like a man again. Cause somebody gonna listen to me today. Somebody. <laughs> somebody, somebody gonna listen and do what I told them to do today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I've learned that's why I talked about being a nurturer to your sons, man. As fathers, man, that's important, bro. Yeah. I don't want my children growing up, man, my boys growing up with this chip on their shoulder, bro. That ain't necessary to survive in life. Yeah. And if I got to take, if, if that's necessary for the context that you're in, then you need to get out that context. Thank God I got options now. I can take them out of a context that um, makes them feel like they got to walk around with an edge. That ain't life, bro. Nah. Uh. Don't make that your norm. Move to move somewhere where your energy right. It's just that simple. That's big. Yeah. That's big. Man, I, Mr. Wilson, it was an amazing conversation. Amazing, bro. I sure appreciate you coming, brother. Bro, I thank you, bro, for receiving a call and saying, you know what? Come on my show, bro, and talk about this. That's big on you, bro. It's all good. It's all love. For sure, man. You know for what sure. I'm saying? So let the people know how they can. 
find you, keep up with you? Man, I'm on Facebook. Brian Wilson on Facebook. Brian Wilson, B-R-I-A-N. You can look me up. I put a post on there about men and mental health two days ago. It's pinned to my page. Brian Wilson, um, B-R-I-A-N, Wilson, Shreveport, Louisiana. And um, I encourage the men to go look at it. You know, it's, I've gotten a lot of feedback from men saying, bro, I'm in the same predicament you in. Yeah. Can you walk with me through it? And I'm like, yeah, we walking with each other because I still need your help every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To keep from going back there. So uh, you can find me there, man. I really ain't a social media dude. You can find the church, though, at Galilee Missionary Baptist Church. Yeah. We on Facebook and YouTube. So you can definitely find me there at the church or on a Wednesday night with Bible study or Sunday. Galilee Missionary Baptist Church, Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, YouTube and Facebook. Oh, yeah. It's the Think the Freedom Podcast. Your truly dairy spells in the building. I got to give a, a big shout-out to our sponsors, Red Barn Cajun Crawfish and Seafood, 7110 Pines Road, where we season the meat you eat. You Not got to, to you throw go, at your feet. You got to go to Red Barn. Got to go. Got to go. go get you some real crawfish. Got to get it. Where you going to get that drip? Drip. And I got to let y'all know about my book, Think Your Way to Freedom. You can get it online, Amazon, or thinktofreedom.com. You know, just giving a little insight to, you know, to your mental. That's why I call it Think Your Way to Freedom. Absolutely, bro. Because everything starts in the mind first. So that's where it, that's where it comes from. And I got to give my boy a shout out. See the hoodie? God, goals, and good people. You know you came up with that slogan. Yes, sir. I, I, just, like, I just need one of them sweatshirts, dog. I got you. Give me the red one, dog. I got you red. I got you red and white. It's your colors. It's you know? my colors, It's your bro. colors. Shout out to the noobs. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, this is the episode, man. We going to catch y'all when we catch y'all. You dig me? Until next time, I'll holler. Sure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.